You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Believe it or not, babe. Men have feelings too. <laughs> I absolutely 100% hear you, see you, acknowledge you. And sometimes I just be so in my feelings that I don't even be knowing what I'm feeling. But I'm feeling something. Deadass. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. So this story time is going to take me back to three days ago. Mm -hmm. And I was coming into the garage and Kadeem was walking out of the garage. And she just rubbed my chest real quick and she looked at me and she said, what's the matter? Like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, nothing, nothing. I'm good. I'm good. Walked past and she came up behind me. While she was, I was just making my plate for food or whatever. Started rubbing the back of my neck. And she was just like, what's what's wrong? I can tell something's wrong. And I was like, can I be honest for a second? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I miss my girlfriend. And she was like, what, what, like, what am I not doing? What do you mean? What, what am I not doing? And I was just like, you're not not doing anything. Like, you're, you're just not not doing anything you're doing the problem is you're doing all of the things mm -hmm. but um i explained to her that i had to i'm learning how to reconcile with the fact that i have to share her right not only with four kids but i have to share her with her mom then i have to share her with her dad then this is a new thing for us where her her brother and sister are no longer with us every day like we used to be mm -hmm. so when they come and visit i got to share her with them mm -hmm. then i got to share her with work mm -hmm. and that shit be whack to me sometimes <laughs> like it just 
it just be whack. You just and don't feel like sharing. I don't feel like sharing. And Kadeen instantly went into girlfriend mode. She said, I hate you, babe. I get it. Right? As soon as she leaves, comes back. She has on my favorite red shorts, the co-ed shorts, <laughs> and a crop top. And then while we're eating, she's just sitting on my lap while we eat. And in that moment, it just felt like, yeah, this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just what I felt. Like, mm-hmm. I, I felt like I wasn't being seen. Mm-hmm. But I, I learned to express that in real time so that we can deal with it in real time as opposed to trying to harness it inside somewhere and then find a way to just suppress it sounds good i love real time because we've learned i think over the years that nothing good comes from festering at all shout out to my man hove this is some spoken word that he said in one of his songs the blueprint 2 album Mm, no i'm always a fan of hope yes see if y'all know this song See if you know this song. Mm-hmm. I see, I said. <laughs> Jealousy, Jealousy, I, I said. Uh-huh. Got the whole family mad at me, I, I said. said. Then B.I. said, devour, remind yourself. Nobody built like you. Mm-hmm. You decide yourself. I see. No, I agree, I said. Mm-hmm. My one of a kind self getting stoned every day like Jesus did. Then B.I. said, you know, what's the end of it? Shit, I always be forgetting. The, I always forget the words. You have to say it with the right cadence. That's why you, you nah, probably remember what it that B, way. No, nah, I changed a couple words too. Oh, you did. What B.I. said has been said before. Keep doing your thing, he said. Say no more. Hey. That always resonated with me. Hey. Because it was, it's a constant reminder that you do design yourself, mm-hmm. right? And there's a part in there where he's, he doesn't say, I got the whole family mad at me. I say, he says, I got the whole industry mad at me, I said. Right. Anytime you decide to move differently than everybody else, they get mad. They get mad. The people in control get upset because you moving differently is a reminder to all the other people that they've already got to fall in line is that I don't have to move this way. And if this person can move this way and be successful, I might try something different. And um, that song... Well, the words to that song resonated with me in this instant because in the beginning it says, I see, I said, jealousy, I said, got the whole family mad at me, I said. It kind of reminded me sometimes like how I want, I don't mind sharing mm-hmm. you with the family, mm-hmm. but sometimes I get jealous. Yes. I see, I said, jealousy, I said. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then when I, when I try to reel you back in or bring you back in, it's almost like the family gets mad at me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you and mommy going on a date night? You know, that's Kyle's oh thing. They don't you, oh, y'all going on a date night again? Y'all leaving us again? <laughs> and it's like, man, like I'm, I'm trying to reconcile. Right. But um, also it's a constant reminder that, um, you know, I agree I said my one-of-a-kind self gets stoned every day like Jesus did. It's like when you're so different, that other people can't recognize you, the first thing they want to do is throw stones. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to talk about today is normalizing masculine men Mm -hmm. talking about their feelings in real time and not feeling like Jesus and getting stoned because they're walking a different walk. I love that. So that's what it all means Let's dive in with a special guest. Yes, ma'am. Let's pay some bills first, though. We're going to do that. We're going to come back. We'll finish up some story time, and then we'll introduce our special guest today. Boom. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, 
you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this, Nier, yes, Nier, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, we're back. 
It's funny because when you said three days ago, I was like, what happened three days ago that we got a story <laughs> about? Because, you know, there's always something to talk about in this house. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, what? it's funny you said that when I when you mentioned that you were feeling some kind of way about something or you just looked a little down. I mm-hmm. instantly always look to myself and be like, OK, what did I do or not do mm-hmm. to potentially put him in a funk? And I know you've been talking to me more recently about it's not necessarily just something I've done or not done. It just may be something that you're feeling in that moment. And I have to find a way to not necessarily talk you out of feeling that way or just saying, baby, you should not feel that way. But acknowledging that Mm -hmm. you feel a way about something and then furthering discuss why you may feel like that. Yes. You know, um, I think far too many times in the past, I've just always tried to find a way to remedy it or find a way to explain why i may have done something to make Mm -hmm. you feel away um and explaining my reasonings for that Mm -hmm. um and so many times and times again you just kind of had to shake me and say uh in but so many words without putting your hands on me but you're just like hey i just need you to understand (laughs) where i'm coming from and how i feel in this moment so we're going to talk today about opening up a little bit more and being uh, receptive to our men when they want to express themselves right yes um yep so let me go ahead and just jump right into it now in a recent viral moment with lauren london she says so we're all going to get chin checked by Mm -hmm. life one way or the other so i might as well focus on my enlightenment and roll with the river and not fight the rocks a sentiment that i think we can all relate to at some point or the other she got that from bruce lee bruce lee said flow like water water Uh crash water flow water flow like water did Cairo, did he quote yes, that recently? Cairo. I yes, know. Cairo, My yes. baby's obsessed with uh, Bruce Lee, just so y'all know. <laughs> but anyway, that's sometimes easier said than done, right? In reality, how do we deal with those emotions when life gets tough? So we brought in the homie today mm-hmm. to chat with us, mm-hmm. Mr. Keir Gaines, mm-hmm. a licensed mental health therapist who uses his platform to help us figure out all the things, all right? Kier shares with us his knowledge as a therapist and his experience as a husband and father of two baby girls mm-hmm. to relate to people in all stages of their process. And he is here to talk to us today. Brother Kier, how are you? Big up yourself, bro. Big up yourself. Hey, what's up with y'all? <laughs> I ain't seen y'all in so long. How y'all doing? Listen, yeah. last time we saw you was at the Dad Gang Awards, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. And I think at that time I was pregnant, but I don't think I told anyone yet. Mm-hmm. And Kier's wife I was think, pregnant. Yeah, and yep. Kier, your wife was pregnant also, or you had just recently found out as well. And I know Deval held you close and whispered, and it's another boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you were like, what? I think Kier was one of the first people to know yeah, yeah, <laughs> outside yeah. of our general family that uh, we were having another boy. But it was great to see you there. Um, I was happy to be in the midst of such greatness such amazing fathers fatherhood Mm -hmm. um just around amazing black men the energy in that room was just it it filled me up my cup overfloweth in that moment so um, here we're happy to have you today with us um on dead ass how's everything been you getting any sleep because i know i sure as hell ain't (laughs) 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 the wife is getting more sleep than me um and we talked about this Uh a little bit before it's it's not even it's how broken up the sleep is. As soon as you get comfortable, something happens. And y'all got multiple. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even when the baby is sleeping good and everything's copacetic, you got the older one who's going to have some issues. And then just, it's crazy yeah. the teamwork element that multiple kids brings out of you, either in a good way or either your lack of mm-hmm. or, you know, your abundance of. But that teamwork capability is going to get tested hard, super hard. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how we work. It's like whoever's better equipped in that moment to handle whatever handle the it. situation is, diffuse that fire, go ahead and do it. <laughs> Just know on the flip side, somebody else is handling everything else, right? Absolutely. That's well, how we here, do it too. We're going to chat today a little bit more. I mean, Deval, uh, I, I wanted you, to ask, Kira made a video, I think it was last week or maybe a couple of days ago that really mm -hmm. spoke to me. And he was hiding in the room and he was talking about <laughs> normalizing the fact that sometimes you just don't like your kids and you don't <laughs> like being a parent. And it's fine to express that. But what's more important is how you learn to deal with those emotions so that you can be a productive parent Absolutely. and also be a productive individual. What I thought was most important about that was normalizing that feeling mm -hmm. because a lot of people have that feeling and they feel like I'm the only parent in the world that feels like that. Mm -hmm. Then that's when depression can start. That's when you feel like you're inadequate as a parent because you have these feelings. If more people begin to express how they truly feel and then you see that, dang, you feel like that, but you still show up every single day for your kids. You're still a phenomenal parent. Can you talk a little bit about that, Kier? Yeah, you, you just got to hit the nail on the head, man. That's that's a lot of what counseling is. Humans are so funny. If you can get humans in a room and they're vulnerable enough to talk to you about the things that bother them the most deeply, they'll explain it as if they're the only individuals that ever experienced this. And I just right. be wanting to yeah. tell them, like, bro, the last five people who sat in that chair all said the same <laughs> thing and felt the same thing. We think in silos <laughs> sometimes, and that's not the truth, but we, we also have to go around social acceptability norms, especially when you live on the internet like we do and like y'all do. Mm -hmm. that the expectations mm -hmm. of what an ideal or what a perfect person does. And then it gets reinforced when we see these images of immaculate kids always will behave i laugh about whenever you right. post that 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 kb going in on the kids and they look at you like nah bro don't look at me because that's real life <laughs> right. we don't always get to yeah. see that and reinforce that we're not the only ones to deal with it so that's just a part of the human condition bro it's 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 believing that you have to meet this standard that really may not exist outside your own head but i don't feel pressure by that no more that's why i made a video I love my children. I don't have to tell anybody that. I got overwhelming evidence here that I love my children. But sometimes being a parent, you can have a bad relationship with. I don't always like having to raise small children. And it's not because I'm a bad person. I separated myself from that idea because that's not true. It's not because I'm a bad parent. I ain't got no evidence to prove that I'm a bad parent. That's not true. It's simply because it's two conflicting things. That And it's hard to envision two conflicting perspectives, both holding equal space. Can you talk a little bit about even marriage, right? And how sometimes you wake up and you don't want to be married. Like, like you wake up and you just like, nah, today ain't the day. But you still have a responsibility to show up as a spouse. Can you talk about as a man managing those emotions? Because I get so many dudes, especially once the kids come, they feel wild guilty. Like they like, they like, damn, I, I really just miss my girlfriend. I miss my wife. These kids are here now. They're taking from my time. And they like, D, man, I, I feel so guilty and bad that I feel like that. And just like you said, I'd be like, dude, you're not the only per every every dude that has had a baby in this past year mm -hmm. has come to me at some point and was like on the side, like, yo, D, yo, like, am I wrong for like just missing my wife and wanting my wife and wanting <laughs> and not wanting the baby to be there in, in this and I was like, no, bro, you're not wrong for that. But how do you deal with that? Like, how, what is what do you tell people? Because I try to tell them, like, you're not wrong for that. But then I also don't know how to tell them right. to deal with those emotions. I just tell them they have to show up. Yeah. 
Can you give me some real professional insight on how to deal with, with that type of conversation? It's a lot there, dog. It's a lot there because in order to understand that thought, we got to kind of contend with where it comes from. And it comes from mm -hmm. being a father is a weird space and there's no uh, predominant voice that really speaks for dads and fathers that has the same, whoof, you know, that women mm -hmm. who speak mm -hmm. for mothers, of course, there's different things that state for women. They do an awesome job of speaking up for themselves. But men make the mistake a lot of times, I know I did, of that expectation piece we just talked about, expecting to make some type mm -hmm. of connection with the baby and not understanding that that's a stranger in your house. Right. That's just, you don't know this person. Right. You didn't develop a biological right. bond with this person over three quarters of a year. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're learning on the go. Mm -hmm. There's no biological attachment outside your DNA right then and there. So I, I, right. I, I think it's that piece. Um, it's, it's also, we have a tendency of when we get together, men, when we click up, we whisper in the shadows about how difficult of course. marriage and stuff is. <laughs> of course. Because if you speak that, if you speak that out, you trickle down with the expectation. Oh, well, if you're talking about that, then you must not be a good partner. If you're not a good partner, you're not a good husband. If you're not a good husband, you're not a good person. And it speaks right. to how we see ourselves. Right. I mean, just talking with the homies, ain't nobody going to boil it down to that. But, right. but every plant has a root, though, right? And that's where it comes from. Right. Um, you know, it's a relationship with anything. This is what I tell people. It's a relationship with anything. Nothing that you have, no matter how much you enjoy it, no matter how grateful you are for it, there's nothing that you have that you will be perfectly okay having a forced interaction with 100% of the time, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. <laughs> That's true. That <laughs> is true. Talk about it. Yes. That is true. Nothing. You, that is true. you can love a, what is it, a, a shiatsu massage? I don't know. Maybe shiatsu is a, a dog breed, but the shiatsu <laughs> massages, like if, if you got one for yes. the first hour, you're like, man, this is fire. After the second hour, you're like, man, I can't feel my legs no more. After four days of having right. that massage, I think you're ready to start suing somebody. <laughs> you like Right, right, right. Stop touching me. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I know I'm flying all over the place, but like there's this romanticized idea of marriage and what it is and how it feels on the inside. And people have this idea and this narrative. And it's it when you actually see what marriage looks like on the inside, you're like, oh, this ain't it's not bad, but it's not what I expected. I'm more tired than I thought. I got more conflicting feelings than I thought. I can't just speak my mind all the time like I thought. Right. It's a lot of variables and the kind of person you are takes the shape of your relationship sometimes. Like we talk about Bruce Lee, be like water, like water in a cup. It takes mm -hmm. the shape. You may not always right. like what that mm -hmm. shape turns into for yourself. There's a lot there. It's not just one singular thing. It's it's a million little pieces that are so close together that it looks like a unit. So you're conflicted because it's a lot of stuff bumping up against each other. You know yeah, wow. what I noticed, too, even about... um. Like you said in this space, you just brought up so many good points. Women are allowed to speak openly about how they feel about marriage and parenthood and motherhood. Mm -hmm. But when a man speaks, he's often met with vitriol. One from men saying, you know what I'm saying, you sound like a punk or a pussy or, you know, you sound soft. But then two is women's like you sound entitled, you sound selfish. And it's like, hey, like, am I not allowed to have feelings as, as a human being? You know, perfect example, when Kadeen and I spoke about... um kids mm -hmm. i think it was last year when we were pregnant okay we we spoke about how much we hated pregnancy but we love our kids 
There was some constituents that felt like, man, pregnancy is a blessing. You should always appreciate every blessing. It's like, does that mean that I can't be honest about how I feel about the fact that my wife's feet swell up and the fact that she's overweight and had to deal with preeclampsia and she had body image issues because of she didn't like the way her body was changing? I'm not allowed to speak on the fact that I feel bad that my wife has to go through this carrying my child. It's like we don't have a space to be open about how it affects us. And I think that that's killing us as a community because every dude I ask, you know, when I ask, how's, how's everything going? Everything, oh, it's good, bro. <laughs> then they'll pull me aside and be like, and I see them break down and I'm like, yo, you need to be more vulnerable with that with all of us in the group. Don't, pull, don't put up the veil to be tough when it's the group of us. Tell us all how you feel so that you'll notice one person be like, oh, yeah, that's that's me, too. Oh, all the <laughs> hands me too. I think it's, I think Real it's now, you know uh -huh. what I think it is now, too, though? Our generation, I think, is the first generation that's actually encouraging our men and, and pleading with our men to speak up and to say how they feel. Because typically, in hist well, historically, men weren't allowed to really speak up for how they felt and then tell us their emotions. Mm. So sometimes it's maybe a little off-putting, I feel like, because... You don't expect for a man to be as vocal about how they feel, which is something that I know, Kier, you are doing as a therapist. I'm sure you probably get people looking at you sideways sometimes when you say you're a whole therapist because therapy and, and black men were like oil and water. So the first thing is most people don't realize that Kier is actually a therapist. So when he's talking, they don't understand where this this is an That's intelligent That's how we had to brother. throw it out here. That's number he's one. Number an two, actual therapist. Yeah. Number two, when he does express himself, sometimes I see people, like you know, typically it's women who, who feel off put by his honesty and his candor and i'm like that is the problem there yeah. he's being honest about how he feels yes. and backing it up with an intelligent thought out process of how to deal with it and still you're finding fault with what he feels that to me is a problem I, yeah I, absolutely well, I can well see. what do you think it's, here it's when you go out in the world you got to deal with other people's perspectives i'm gonna tell anybody who's listening everything i say is going to come back down to perspectives and um, expectations, because that really makes the world go round. Those are the, that's the foundation mm -hmm. of your communic interaction with any other human. Um, I think for a lot of times, there women have a very specific expectation of what a man is and what a man should be. And while that's one very specific definition, actually living inside this experience, like it's one thing to say men should be more vocal. Men should be more honest about their feelings, but I'm an 80s baby. And back in my neighborhood, most people, mamas wasn't saying, hey, stop crying. They punch you in the chest and call you the F word that we don't Absolutely. say no more. Right. And I, right. I, Absolutely. I, I equate that to a freight train, y'all. A freight train that has 124 cars on it, that thing weighs a gajillion tons. If it's going full speed, if I hit the brakes right now, that joint ain't going to stop in Atlanta. It's going to stop somewhere in West Virginia because it has that much momentum mm -hmm. behind it. And that's what masculinity is. It's it's a culture. It's an archetype. It's a build. It's an idea. It's an ideal, especially if you're a black man. Um, and anything that falls away from that, it, it, it risks the chance of being ostracized. And we all want mm -hmm. community at the end. That's just what we are. We're communal right. people. And when I just read this article called "White Black People," Black Men Are the White People of Black People. I just think it's Damian Young who just wrote it. Set my soul yes. on fire. Mm -hmm. But it was a very it, informative yeah. article. It was. 
it's a lot. It's it's this weird pedestalization that we have of women that's not really supportive. It's just pedestalizing. You mm-hmm. yes, queen, that's cool, bro. You don't really talk like mm. that for one. And two, like say how you feel. <laughs> right. You don't have to do all of that. You can say how you feel, um, and and still be in support of that woman. But on the inverse, it's we live in a society where people think if you disagree with me on my perspectives, then you're against me. No. I just disagree right. with you. Somebody hopped in my inbox and was like, you follow Candace Owens. I'm going to unfollow you. I'm like, I don't agree with what she says, but I want to hear her perspective. I don't need to you listen to I did not agree with me. Oh, you just. Here, you I just swear said this. on everything. I just <laughs> yes. said the same thing. I honestly believe that life comes down to perspective, right? Absolutely. Especially on, on social media. When you choose to follow certain people, you are creating a very narrow perspective if you only choose to follow the people who agree with all of your ideology. Yeah. I made it a point to try to just follow a bunch of different things so that I can get a broader perspective. I, that doesn't mean I'm going to agree, but I want to understand where are you even coming from with this thought process? And even if I don't understand it, at least I could hear where it's coming from. But people will, will be like, yo, oh, you yeah. follow this. And yeah. they'll be like, yo, you wrong for that. And I'm like, guys, guys, I'm not, I'm not a Instagram consumer, okay? I don't sit on my Instagram all day, go through my feed, and just say, this is going to be my life, right? I watch documentaries. I read books. There's so yeah. many other things I do to, to feed my hunger for knowledge. But it's interesting you brought that up because it's almost as if you're not even allowed to disagree with someone because of social media. Or, or, and the minute you disagree, you're anti them. Yeah, not that thought. You're anti them, and it's like this is crazy. That's people. That's where that's where we are. Remember, social media is, is all it does is amplify who we really are. What we can say when we mm-hmm. feel protected by anonymity. I feel protected by a screen. Mm-hmm. I could talk to you crazy right now. What you going to do? But if we're in person right. and you feel my energy, and it's mm-hmm. different, you don't talk to me like that. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we 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 become the dogs in the cages. But I just look at it as a good. I, I don't look at it as a good or a bad thing. It just is what it is. And I try to meet things with that um, that neutrality. I think the term for what you're calling is ideal centrism, when you believe your ideas to be the center of the universe and not just yes. your particular yes. pocket of the universe. Yes. But mm. I must say, when it comes to men and how you think about men as a whole, you you can't even talk about men's issues. You have to first address the the things that men have contributed to negatively before you even talk about the issues that center men. And it, when the conversation starts there, because it's such a necessary and under-discussed conversation amongst men and women, I'm talking about rape culture, I'm talking about intimate partner violence, all of that stuff. When it does happen, the conversation don't move. You can't get off of that. Right. It's, it's too right. big. It's too many varying opinions. No one's going to walk away from that conversation feeling satisfied. Someone's going to feel But well, You know what it is? Mm. You know what it is? Men don't want to be held accountable the same way women don't want to be held accountable. I say that all the time. It's similar to like, it's bro, it's the truth. Is it just blame placing? I don't call it blame placing, but people don't like to be accountable. For example, white people say it's all the time. Why I got to be blamed for what my ancestors did? It's not blame. It's being accountable for for your privilege, Mm -hmm. right? The same way. Acknowledging it. Acknowledging it. Same way in the black community, men have to be accountable and acknowledge their privilege within Absolutely. the black community and the hierarchy of men and women. Absolutely. But then when you start doing that, especially as a man, as a man, men get turned off to you holding them accountable. The same way when you as a man try to hold women accountable for their privilege, 
women will say they get turned off. It's like I'm tired of men trying to hold women accountable. Is that referencing like what Keir said? The title was that black men are the white. Yes, yeah. that's, white that's pretty much what the article was about. Yep. That's exactly what ah, it was. Mm -hmm. men, ah. men, black men in our community have experienced a ton of privilege for centuries. Mm. And when you bring it up to black men, a lot of time they get defensive because we've also dealt with our fair share of racial profiling and prejudice and systemic racism. So a lot of us don't want to hear it, mm. right? But like Keir says, when you're starting, when you're talking about a relationship, especially between a man and a woman, you have to start with the root. When you start with the root, you start with accountability, correct? Yeah, I would say account That's accountability is the top of the root because it's you're mm. making an amazing point and I completely agree with you. But let's let's go a step below accountability. That's that okay. self-actualization mm -hmm. piece. The reason accountability don't work, men don't take accountability, neither do women. Humans suck at accountability. It's just not a thing that we like. We don't like to admit mistakes. It reminds us that yeah. we're less than our ideal selves in our head, and that hurts. We Absolutely. run away from pain. You know, we run away from choices. That's just mm -hmm. how the brain works. But when when we talk about accountability, it's it comes down to a self-awareness. And also that word privilege will always set people off because in some ways it insinuates that you did not suffer through the things you suffered for, through. It, it minimizes in some ways all the things that you had to work through and, and kind of like uh, devalues it a little bit. Oh, you have white privilege. Yeah, but we grew up in the trailer park in Alabama. My dog, my dad was an alcoholic. Right. My mom was on crystal right. meth. I don't have healthy family systems. Mm -hmm. What privilege you talking about? I make twenty five thousand a year. You know, you tell a man you got right. you got black privilege. Like, yeah, I just got shot at the other week at a party. Every time <laughs> right. I had a, right, my wife sends me to go pump her gas, and we live we uh we projects adjacent. You know what I'm saying? She sent mm -hmm. me to go pump her mm -hmm. gas because she's scared. And I'm like, yeah, the tall black man with the $300 sweatsuit and $700 <laughs> Jordans. Like, yeah, let's have him pump right, gas. Right, 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 but it's, <laughs> right. Right, But that also goes back to that two competing ideologies can both hold space at the same time. They both have truth. Yes. 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 It's not either or. It's yes. not a competition. There's space for all these perspectives because your know, perspective is unique to you. What's going? We all three of us aren't having the same conversation right now. We're not having Absolutely. the same experience right now. It's unique to who we are as individuals. I can't keep mine so close that now Kier's standards becomes Kadeen's standards, become the vow standards, becomes everybody's right. standards. You should do what I do. I think that's a very right. skewed way of looking at the world. See, this 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 is perfect because I I forgot who I think we was talking to Jason about the six and the nine theory, mm -hmm. right? The way I used to talk to my young men about their emotions was understanding perspective, right? I would sit down in the gym and I had a piece of paper with a nine on it and it had no dash underneath so they couldn't tell if it was a nine or a six. Mm -hmm. And I would sit him across from me and I would sit there, I said, well, you tell me what you see. And he would say, I see a nine. And I would say, well, I see a six. And he would look at me and then he would be like, oh, I could see that because from your angle, it looks like a six. I said, that's how you as a man need to learn how to deal with your emotions. Right. Mm -hmm. You're talking to your mom. She's a woman. You're talking to your coach. You're talking to someone else. Understand that their perspective gives them a completely different view of the same world you're looking at. Absolutely. And they, they, they be like, they be like, damn. And I'm like, yeah. So when you get into an argument with someone, the first thing you have to do to control your emotions is try to remove yourself from your perspective and see what they're saying. Yeah. And I said, think about it. You st just step over here next to me. Step and so then they step over here and they be like, damn, Coach Javai, you right. Like it's it's a six. And I'm like, I'm right now because here, but you were right too being a nine. 
we were both right, which is the same thing you said. Both competing ideologies can exist at the same space. Part of controlling your emotions is understanding that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you start thinking that my ideology is the only way the world should be, that's when you get frustrated. That's when you start feeling ostracized. That's when you feel like no one understands you. And it can be lonely. And that's when people get sensitive and they get defensive. And that's when they start, you know, anybody backed in a corner or in a cage becomes a, a like a wounded animal. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, especially as people, when we can understand that perspectives create our, our viewpoint, we can control our emotions a little bit more. So what you just said about everything being perspectives is perfect for what people need to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially if I could just, I know we want to push the conversation forward, but you just made me think about something that ties back to being a, a, a black man and having male privilege. Because when you're a man and you walk in the existence of a man, you you all the world is norm to to us to men, you know. So yes. it's just by default, yes. and the world is yes. critically unfair to women, um, you know, exponentially in in a different way than it's unfair to men. The world's way more unfair to women, but when you don't have anyone telling you that that male perspective, you know, when you're sitting on a top, I can fall asleep in a car because I'm not afraid. You know, that's a form of right. male privilege. And you have a responsibility Absolutely. to kind of be able to look at that from that other perspective and say, oh, no, you know what? No, nah, it ain't privilege. Oh, you know what? No, nah, I can see how you see that. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how yep. you expand your awareness. Wow. That's dope. Kira, let's um talk about your choice to become a therapist. I, I'm just intrigued by it because, of course, you're giving us a wealth of knowledge here just based off mm -hmm. of the conversation we've had. So far. I'm literally sitting here just like, you know, with my <laughs> eyes wide open, just absorbing. Um, but it's not often that you see a, a black young man that's a therapist. Right. What um, made you follow this, this, this course of work? Yeah, uh, I just so happened to be working at a school for students that had behavioral issues you know these are these mm -hmm. not issues challenges um a lot mm -hmm. of them it was economic you know how that go when you're a little black boy absolutely you automatically special ed behavioral issues um but yeah, these, absolutely yeah yep. these students and i worked in special ed and they had these profound behavioral challenges and it was a group of clinicians these black women and my whole life i thought a clinician was somebody who was Stiff clinician is another word for therapist, but I thought it was someone mm -hmm. who's stiff and also oh, how does that make you feel? Mm, yeah, tell me more about mm -hmm. that. You know, just real, <laughs> real, 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 right. real rigid and goofy and making you feel right, uncomfortable. Right. Nah, like they was wearing leggings and Jordans during a session. I'm like, hold on, man, who mm -hmm. are y'all? And you can see the change in these right. kids that came from the same neighborhood I came from, where your mama may not mm -hmm. have the time to love on you the way she may want to, and the boys in the neighborhood pick on you, so you learn to talk with these a little bit more, and it changes mm -hmm. who you are, and you can see these clinicians chipping away at that. And I'm like, damn, that's dope. And the closer I got to them, yeah. the more I started to fall in love with the craft, and I was just fortunate enough, I mean, y'all don't know this, but I early, I was a rapper. I started off as a rapper then i was doing talent shows and i was doing battle raps down mm -hmm. Howard university so <laughs> i was just lucky enough to figure out what i was good at and right. and what i like to do it's not the same thing and this just it yes. fell in the middle of those two things and i just i, I fell mm. into it man and now it's just a part of who i am not just what i do now i want to i want to applaud you because uh like you I started out when I when I first retired. My brother worked at a District 75 school. He still does with special aid kids. Um, a lot of kids who are bounced back from prison. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of young dudes who done time, who come back home, who are trying to figure out their life. They got to go to high school. But he and I both worked at uh, Eagle Academy, also, which was a middle school at the time that was sponsored by 100 Black Men. And nope. a lot of their programming was extremely rigid, but it was also, it was kind of like like institutionalization of Black men. Like they came out of the classroom, they had to walk to the right. They had to stay in a single file line. To me, it looked like prison. But it was it was trying to teach them structure. And one thing I noticed that there was not a lot of black men involved with their mental health. Mm -hmm. They brought black men in for athletics. They tried to bring in some teachers and some science teachers to give them the academic aspect. But when it came to mental health, it was all women. It was not a lot of black. And I said to myself, you know, most of these kids want to talk to someone who can relate to them. They'll talk. They'll skip the, the therapist mm-hmm. and come to the gym because that's what me and my brother is. And they'll be like, yo, this is what I'm going through. And they'll be vulnerable and they'll open up. And I really started to say to myself, how come there aren't more black therapists? I wanted to give I want to give you your flowers now while you're here because I follow you on Instagram. A lot me of the too. stuff that you do, I think, is so far ahead of its time. It won't be recognized now. Probably won't even be recognized five years from now. But you stay on this path. Later on, they're going to be looking back and being like, yo, this brother was a genius. Because he was doing this when no one else was doing this. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people are first taken back because, like, number one, you don't look like your typical therapist. When you come, when I when I watch your videos, I'm not thinking this is a therapist talking to me. Right. I'm thinking this is care. This is the yeah. homie. <laughs> right. So when you speak from the and place, then what's the message? Right. What's yeah. what's the message? So yeah. I'm telling you, bro. When this when this thing is all said and done, years from now, people are gonna say, "Remember that guy, care what he started." It's gonna become the norm because I can see how you change in lives in our group. Sessions, your videos get passed around a lot in my mm-hmm. my group chats with my boys, especially the ones who just got married and have kids. They'll send it to they'll send it and be like, nigga, <laughs> this dude here is speaking my life right now on the Instagram, bro. Because what you're doing is you're normalizing um black emotional awareness mm-hmm. for men and emotional maturity. And I want to say I appreciate you, bro. Oh, man. And thank you. And keep going. No matter yes. what, we you have to you, keep sure. going you and doing to. it, bro. You have no idea how many people you're affecting, bro. Man. Seriously. That's amazing Seriously. to hear, bro. I, I appreciate that. I think I don't have... People sometimes ask me in the interview, like, what do you want to do with this content? You got listeners right now. Like, who is this dude, man? But, like, it's... Yeah. it's, it's yeah. People listen to the content and... I don't know, man. Just when they when I see him in person, the love be crazy, and it lets me know that people are getting mm-hmm. value. But when they ask me, I don't yes. have a grand scheme. Mm-hmm. I just want people to have a resource yes. with black men. The, mm-hmm. the conversation with therapy. Everybody always asks me, why don't black men go to therapy? For one, I don't think that's true. But why why don't black men go to therapy? Mm-hmm. Why don't black men respond to therapy? And it's like you got to understand black men's relationship with therapy. When it's introduced, it's usually. It's going to be by a woman in your life nine times out of 10. Mm-hmm. And it may come across as what is go fix something that is wrong with you. What is wrong right. with you? Mm-hmm. Go see this person to confirm all the things that I'm already implying is wrong with you. Who wants to mm-hmm. do that? So I, I, right. I, <laughs> I didn't fact. look at it like that. But That's you're fact. absolutely right. And it is usually coming from a woman. Yes. yes. Or the woman's dragging you to therapy with yes. her. Yes. Yes. To, to confirm that she's right about the things that you're dealing with that she has this much of a viewpoint on 
but it's affecting her this much. Mm. So it's it's complicated, mm. and I just want to be a hub and a source. So as long as I'm giving you value, know man. Care. It's funny because you said people are probably listening. Like, who is this dude? I actually put up a poll on our Instagram page for the podcast, and mm-hmm. I said, you know what, guys, we want to know. Who do you want mm-hmm. us to, to, to interview? Who do you want to be a guest on the show? Give me some topics. We had a ton of people say yeah. care gains. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So you may think that people are out there mm-hmm. not recognizing your mm-hmm. work and seeing what you're doing, but we had a ton of people. And this is before we already had you already booked yeah, on the we calendar. Yeah, we had you on the calendar for a while. The yes. biggest thing is we wanted to we wanted to have you and your wife in to do an in-person. Right. Because I hate doing Zooms. I feel like the <laughs> energy is way better when we're in person. Yeah. But after a while, it was like, man, we got to stop delaying right, and, right. and get this brother on here because I, t- I tell you, bro, if I could just show you my DMs about how many like men are hurting and dealing with emotional awareness and i i wish it was a a a larger platform you know and and most men run to like what you said the freight train of what they're used to seeing i don't feel comfortable with what's happening inside of me Mm -hmm. so let me just go emulate someone who looks masculine oh man and when they try to do that when they bro you know how it is and (laughs) and, and when they try to do that and that don't make you feel no better now you like What's next? <laughs> like, um, you know, I'm I'm not really a man if I feel uncomfortable in this space. So, bro, I I hope I hope and pray that your platform continues to. Grow. I'm not even gonna hope. It will. It's gonna grow, bro. It's continuing. It's to grow. gonna <laughs> grow, and it's gonna be. It's gonna become the norm. Yeah. I yeah. got four boys. You know how much me and my boys talk about. We talk about emotional yeah, maturity and, and emotional controlling awareness it. all the time. All the time. More than sports. Love it. More, it's, that's all we ever talk about, bro. Yeah. That's so yes. smart of y'all. Two girls now. That's so smart of y'all. Y'all are such. I'll give. I'll, I'll. I'll give you y'all flowers too. Y'all are really good parents. <laughs> I counsel a lot uh, of thanks. parents, and Thank a lot you. of times people think that you're a good parent because of what you do for your kids like the house that y'all live in I'm like it's nice but that don't make y'all good parents you know right no absolutely absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. that let that... me tell you about what the hell they just broke over there what did they break they broke something on the, with the vent to the floor the, yeah so boys. yeah these kids gonna crash this house up and mash it up but the it's, house it's, is just a place it's just a place it's, it's just, just a place because, but it's it's, it's yes the intentionality that y'all put in the parenting and the forethought and the way that y'all work together and I can tell by how transparent you all are about your marriage. I can only imagine what it looks like on the inside. That's a beautiful space for people to grow in. That is a, oh, I have so nice. many clients. Thank I you. wish they could grow in a space like that. Fertile soil to just make an awesome human being. So y'all are doing an incredible job, yep. man. We we appreciate that. that but you. I do have one. I have one more question before we let you go because we running out of time. Yeah. Okay. So one thing is that the intentionality, people are noticing we have four boys. I'm I'm teaching my boys to be emotionally aware so they can be good life partners as well as being good human beings. If they choose to be married, they may grow up and say, I don't want to be married. That's on them because marriage isn't for everyone. But how how is it for you as a dad teaching that intentionality to your daughters? Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to teach a boy. And we talked about privilege, right? Male privilege. I talk to mm-hmm. my sons about male privilege and understanding what women have to go through. Um, we always talk about protecting the queen. And, yes. Jackson is 10 years old now and he has a little girl that the two of them are interested in each other and he bought her something for Valentine's Day. Kadeen made sure he went to the mall and did the right things and and was very respectful. But we always say 
we hope that people are taking the same intentionality with, with their, their daughters yeah. because my sons are going to be looking to spend life with someone's daughter. How is it trying to teach that intentionality to a young black girl? Damn, that's a good question. Um, yep, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's more challenging for me because I just didn't have anything outside of my male perspective for a, mm -hmm. a long time. So I was looking at her as a girl through a male's perspective. And that was really hard to take off. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I started noticing I go in stores and I see, you know, the boys shirt say scientist or builder or something strong. And the girls don't say fashionista or, you know, like. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right, right. So for me, I think I'm, I'm lifting from another side. It's 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 fun getting to see her interact with the world and have the little lessons that I teach her. But it's also terrifying because I was a boy. I know what those conversations look like when nobody's around. Right. And I also know right. that if you're a boy or a man who is critically unaware of self, you can hurt a lot of people and never see it as damage. So it's challenging Absolutely. for me because I feel like mm. I'm giving my 16-year-old mm. the keys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you a bomb driver, yeah. baby, but it's the other people out on the road that we got to worry about. Right. Right. Yes. right. That, is, right. that is parenthood in oh a nutshell. <laughs> I'm always worried about everybody else. We, yeah. oh man, we oh. had, oh my gosh, that what you just said. That was, that was, that, that was, was a it. message. <laughs> that was a message because we, we talk about this all the time. I'm working my hardest to make the best human possible, to make the best decisions, but at, in my heart, I'm still concerned about all the billions of people in the world that are that, going to, you know what I'm saying? That might hurt my son. Encounter my or, children. Yeah. Exactly. Like we joked, we joked about it, but I low key might be a little bit serious about like, I understand why people have arranged marriages, for example, like cultures mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's just like, you can just foresee sometimes like, you know, there's a, a great family that's raising a great person and you have another great family raising a great person and they're coming from great stock. It's like, let's get these two people together. <laughs> you yeah, know, but, but you know, it's funny. Kier said something that when you, when you live in a place of male privilege, you can walk around hurting people, not realizing that you're doing damage, right? Right. And I, I had told one of my boys who had a daughter, I said, listen, if I had a girl, I probably would be more in line with doing an arranged marriage because I want to <laughs> know the parents and know that they raised an emotionally aware yeah. son that's going to take care of my daughter because I fear, yeah. I, I would fear that somebody's son would do damage to my daughter because of male privilege. No doubt. And I think that what, what you just said, that, that's almost my my moment of truth. Like mm -hmm. we as people have to be aware right. that if you are raising boys, that male privilege can do damage to other people without them knowing. Mm -hmm. And if you're raising daughters, you have to be aware that they can be damaged by someone who doesn't know they're doing damage. No mm -hmm. doubt. So let's work on on working that problem out as opposed to pointing the finger and blaming. Let's get to the root of it. The root of the problem. No doubt. And men have to be men the boys too, because it's cute when your 10 year old son has a girl he likes, but on the other side, oh, a 10 year old boy bought you some flowers. Let me go get my gun. You know, and, and right. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Thanks. Because I'll be that mom. It's, too. But it shows the <laughs> lack of grace that even men have for other men. So it's, that's true. You know, you can't control that boy that can harm her, but you can have a conversation with him. 
You know, you can, yes. hey, don't wait yes. in the car. Come inside and talk to me for a minute and get to get to see who he is yeah. as a young man, as a human mm. being. You know, see if you can give mm. him a little bit of encouragement. You don't know what he got going on at home or what his deficits are. Uh, so right. it's it's a lot there. It's a lot there. I think it's also too just having that openness as parents now. Like I think about the way I was raised too. It's like you know my mom and dad weren't trying to hear nothing about me bringing no boy no how nowhere. You right. know they, they were still just not. strict. And we married. <laughs> we married and they still be like I don't know about this guy over here. But just having that openness and not just being so quick to be like no no no. I think yeah. having those conversations now, even if we know it's something innocent and it's, it, they ten, you know what I mean. But yeah. even when they're coming to you know for prom when he's sixteen and seventeen, I would appreciate the family that wants to know who my son is yeah, no doubt. and making that introduction instead of just you know oh let me go get uncle such and such and such and such to intimidate him so he feels like he can't yeah. even be himself in this space yeah you know so mm-hmm. look at that brilliant perspective so i talk see. about <laughs> listen you know baby. i'm getting my, my mojo back That's after these kids didn't suck me dry um <laughs> <laughs> Lord, <laughs> can't forget the pause. Can't forget the pause. Um, so here, I know you got a lot going on with with the ba- with the babies on the other side. Um, do you have a couple more minutes to to join us for listener letters, or do you got a dip? Yeah, nah, I'm y'all's. What's up? Yeah, what we, we got two quick listener letters. Yeah, we good. Yeah, yeah, we good. We good. Yeah, we good. We Gucci. We Gucci. All right, cool. Oh. So let's um take a quick break. We're gonna pay some bills and come back to have Kier give his two cents. Uh, with the listening letters. So y'all gonna have a total of six cents. Okay? <laughs> six of them. We'll be back. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month. But all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host. Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... 
I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Listener letter time. Uh, We're going to dive right in. I'm going to get into the first one. I'll go ahead and read that. And then Kier, since you're our special guest today, you can give your your perspective or some advice to our writer in today. Um, Love you guys and listen to you all the time. What do you do when your husband is constantly pissing you off? I'm always upset at my husband for petty things and I can't let go and will always go days without talking to him. I just can't let it go and will be angry for days, which I think is toxic. You think? (laughs) Um, How do you deal with petty arguments? So this falls under one of the four horsemen of behaviors. Um, This one is called stonewalling. Stonewalling Mm -hmm. is when you intentionally wall yourself off from a person verbally um emotionally however you just create space between you and that person with silence or with distance uh one thing that you can do one oftentimes when i won't give you advice i'll tell you what i see when couples come in and they have this problem a lot it usually comes Mm -hmm. from one party usually the most disturbed party not explaining uh their their tiffs in a way, one that their partner can understand uh, in a way that doesn't make them feel accused or blamed or minimized. And two, they don't really explain it as well as they think. Uh, example, if you're mm-hmm. a teacher, because that's you're teaching people how to treat you, you're teaching your husband what you want and what right. upsets you. When you're a teacher and your student doesn't get the message sometimes, this is hard for people to take, but sometimes you have to explain it a day. It's the teacher's job to change the message to make sure the student is picking it up the way they're putting it down. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can recognize that it's petty, I think that's awesome. That means you recognize there's a conflict <laughs> between what you should be doing and what you're actually doing. Uh, number one, I would say I recommend therapy, individual therapy. I'm not even going to recommend couples, individual, because that's a problem that you have beyond your husband. He's just in front of you and he yes. catches mm-hmm. it. Um, I recommend yes. therapy. And two, uh, start writing down, journal, write down all the things he does to piss you off. Write them down, write them down, free form, just for like an hour, sit down with coffee, just write them down, write them down. And then start to look at them and see if they have any similarities. 
See if there are any consistencies mm. you can see in these things. And then ask yourself, what about this thing that he does upsets me the most? Is it the way it makes me feel? Mm. Is it the way I think he looks at me? Does it say something about that? Do I not feel loved? Do I not feel supported? Try to get to the bottom of the way you feel. That's pretty good because I'm wondering when she said he just pisses her off. Is it something simple and petty like I don't like the way this nigga's chewing today? He's making too much noise chewing, or is it actually like that's you know I'm, what I'm I mean? taking that very personal because that's it? how you be. She cares. She's a she's a, a people watcher, and every time I eat, she gets real quiet and her eyes get big and she just be looking at me like. <sighs> You've done I, well over the I'm years. The wrong though. person to talk oh, to, bro, because I'm a people watcher too, and I hate people chewing, man. Listen, chewing can't. Thank you, Kier. How am I supposed to it. get the food down? Kane, what you want Kane. me to deep throat the Kane. food? Pause. Like I gotta chew that motherfucker <laughs> first and then swallow it. Just chew it like a goose. And don't... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's what she. That's what she wants. She wants me to take a bite. Yeah, but I also don't <laughs> need you to be like edward the cow nice you win at the same time yo i'm we in the movies i'm eating nachos and i'm like i'm doing everything she wants me to do i'm wrapping my lips around the whole chip I'm, but the chip crunches because it's a nacho every time i bite down i hear her go oh. i'm like what do you do do you lick your nacho to make it soft first before you chew it like, what, what do you do food, to your nacho there's certain foods that need to be exempt from movie theaters nachos is one of them like just don't okay. do it but whoa, you get whoa. nachos okay, every time okay, I do okay, love relax. them though I love them <laughs> with the jalapenos she get, yo she gets nachos every time Kier, cause I know how she, to chew it yo your chew be wild loud though chew don't be loud I just don't be annoyed by it <laughs> I could watch y'all do this all I'll be petty, watching. petty. Kier, this is this is my Kier. life, bro. This is my life, Kier. This is this is all Kier, I do. Come defend, on over. I defend you, you myself. You just gotta come come on by one of these good old days. You, you get <laughs> it live in the living color. <laughs> all right, on to number two. I think that was some pretty sound advice, though. Right? I'm not gonna go after Kier. Huh? After he gives them advice, I'm not going after Kier. No, no. I'm saying you He's can read therapist. the second one. You want to read? Oh, you want me to read the second one? <laughs> yeah, I will read the second. All right, one. go ahead. All right, but we splitting laptops <clears> today. Dear Kadeen and Deval, y'all are true inspirations. Thank you so much. I pray that me and my man can get as far as y'all are. If you keep working, y'all will be further. We are still fresh, just making a year, although we knew each other over five years. When we officially got together, we automatically clicked. Things happened so quickly. Now we live with each other and we have a newborn. I was already two kids in when he came in the picture, so now he's also considering them his kids as well. That's amazing. I know this sounds good and sounds like no reason for me to write y'all, but now I will address the reason for me writing y'all. We both grew up different, so he has his ways. He sees and does things, and he catches a big attitude when he's things when things are not done the way he wants them, when it's not even necessary to have one. He also has this ego where he thinks he's better than people, and he does it to me in arguments. He says he's not saying it to hurt me, but to help me. He's the only person to say what he is saying to me, so I look at it as it's his issue. He is a great loyal guy, and we have a good connection. His temperament is his biggest flaw, and I blame it on his childhood. He doesn't know how to use his words when he's angry, and it pisses me off. How can I help him express himself without so much anger and hurtfulness? So... Without greater context into their relationship, that's really hard to dissect because she said a lot. Thank you for mm -hmm. that. But I'm sure there's a lot that wasn't said as well, um, just because you can't squish a whole relationship into an email. Right. Um, I don't know a viable way to get through to someone who has childhood trauma that impacts their functioning in a relationship that severely. Um, without therapy, I, I don't know another intervention. Maybe the closest would be a very close group of friends that have an intervention with them, but they would have to see the problem the same way she does 
for it to be solved to her satisfaction. So right. that wouldn't work. Um, I would, I'm going to stick with therapy. I think, and that's hard to get someone to go to therapy. I'm sure there will be a reluctance. My best advice would be mm-hmm. one of the, one of the best ways to get someone to go to therapy is to go to therapy yourself. To start therapy, mm. go to the sessions and have that and just let it be a thing in casual conversation. Uh, let them let them you can bring up the things you've come across your aha moments. They'll see the change in you. That's one of the biggest kindles to have another person go to individual therapy is for them to see the change in you. I'm sure you expected like a quick fix answer. There's no quick fix to that situation. You don't grow through trial childhood trauma if you don't address it. You just grow around it. Right. I mean, no, this is exactly what we talked about. We get a lot of these listener letters. And the first thing we say is all the time, like, dang, I wish I had more context. Yes. I don't know how to help you. Of course, if I'm only hearing one perspective, um, it would be better if couples created or drafted an email together mm-hmm. so we could understand both perspectives. But typically it's one person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's us trying to guess yes. and say, well, what came first, the chicken, the chicken or the egg? egg. Yep. Right. You know, like, how did this start? And, right. and so um, no, I actually appreciate that answer because- it's a tangible answer. There's no abstract thought of what if. Mm-hmm. It's here, mama, you want to see change with him. How about going to therapy so he can recognize the change in you and hopefully that'll help him. I actually like that idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I think that's dope, Kier. Kier, you want to come back and, and talk to us? We got a couple more seasons to do. Yeah, um, yeah. We also got the live show that we're doing. And the live show. We're doing the live show to some of y'all. Y'all heard it first. Yeah. We're doing the live show. Where are you based at again? I forget. What'd you say? Where are you based? I'm in D.C., but I moved around. So oh, you're in D.C.? Oh, yeah. We're doing a live show in D.C. Oh, so y'all doing a show in D.C.? DC's, we're going to yeah. do a D.C. Let's, show. That's so right, man. Yeah, we're definitely yeah, going to have you in a live show in D.C. That's going right, to be fun. Deadass meets Keir Gaines. I love it. I love it. Yes, I love it. Yes, yes. Well, brother, we thank you for your time. We don't want to hold you up anymore. I know you got them girls waiting for you on that, you know, behind the Zoom. Um, but we're so happy that we had a chance to chat with you today. And just, uh, I, I was very I think I gained a lot just listening to you guys talk. This is almost like a guy session that I kind of had, yeah. a, you know, a, yeah. a in on. So I appreciate you being here, taking the time to chat with us. I know our viewers and our listeners are going to be super excited to hear that we got Mr. Care Gains. On yeah, so, <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank y'all for you, inviting me. Uh, well, how do you say it? Uh, long time listener, first time caller. I love the pod. Y'all do an amazing job. I really love good. it. Uh, thank you and so much. And for people much. who may not know who you are, y'all better get on it, okay? Because you're late. Um, tell them where they can find you, your handles, all your all your things you got going on. For sure. So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and I don't really do TikTok. Let's just do Twitter and Instagram at Kier Gaines, <laughs> uh, K-I-E-R Gaines. Uh, some family content, uh, a lot of mental health content, taking big perspectives and making them work for you. Stop by. We'd love to have you. It's a dope community. Love That's it. what's up, bro. I'm gonna tell you this. I love you. No pause. Hey, the black man, the black man, bro. I love you, man. I love Keep you going. too, man. I love you too, and I love the both of y'all and everything y'all represent. People always like, oh man, you need to meet Deval Ellis. I'm like, I already know. Him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> tell him. Tell him. Test tell him, the bro. This is what we do. <laughs> I love it. Give my love to the girls and Noemi. Yes. Uh, we'd love to have y'all too. Maybe back for a couple situation. We'll oh, see. definitely. Oh, you know, definitely. Once That's we both happen. out of postpartum woods. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She would love that. We will both love that conversation. All right, y'all. If you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, you know the deal. Email us at deadassadvice at gmail dot com. That's D E A D A S S A D V I C E. Because Kadeen says I always leave off the E because I say C at gmail dot com. <laughs>
That was a great conversation sidebar. Yes. I was just sitting back here just watching the two of y'all like, this is great. I almost felt yes. like I was a fly on the wall on the men's episode almost. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there's so much um, going on. Kier is like a wealth of knowledge. He sure um, is. He's dope. Um, he has a great... I can feel the rapper come out of him when he starts to talk. <laughs> yes. Because he's he's also a performer. It's the conviction. So he's engaging. Yes. yes. And his conviction. He's in, he's super intelligent. Super so intelligent. He doesn't waste any words, which no. is great when you have some a guest on. I love but, that. But um, my moment of truth is this. As a man, understanding your privilege in the world mm-hmm. and understanding that under everything comes down to perspectives mm-hmm. will allow you to be a lot more emotionally mature. Yeah. Because then you can sit down and try to listen to what people are saying mm-hmm. and just understanding where they're coming from on their side as opposed to being so defensive. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult for black men because when you say privilege, black men often say, I have not been privileged in America, which is true. Yes. I have not been privileged in the world. Yes. But when you're speaking to your spouse, your significant other who's a woman, you have to understand that when it comes to males and females, Males have been walking around with a ton of privilege, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever uh, race or ethnicity you you see yourself as. So I think Love that um, all of us as men need to start understanding and accepting that when we walk when we talk about emotional maturity. I love that, and um, in in talking about emotional maturity and being a black woman who loves on a black man mm-hmm. and who is raising black men, mm-hmm. um, black boys who will be black men. Um, I want to continue to encourage black women to be the safe space for men to be able to open up and yes. to express how they feel. And I know I've in the past had mentioned sometimes like, Oh, you're telling me how you feel. It's like you're bitching and moaning, but it's not necessarily a bitch or a moan is that you're actually opening up to me yes. and I should appreciate. And we should appreciate when our men are attempting to open up and say how they feel, yes. not making them feel, um, less than, or not making them feel as if they're inadequate or not making them feel that they cannot, open up because that's what we've been begging for for so long so embracing that when our men are deciding to open up to us to let them know let us know how they feel all right i'm talking about baby i love you all right sounds good y'all all All right i felt like my i came to eat for this episode i feel full (laughs) i feel full all right um be sure to follow us on social media y'all um care told you where to find him but you can find us dead ass the podcast on instagram and all the things I'm Kadeen, I am. And I am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Deadass. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. 
It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.